ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting edition of your show. That's right, the Kickout Crew. I want to welcome you. I, of course, am James Elcori, and I want to thank uh, Alex Kane for last week's episode. Hell of an interview. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the positive feedback on that. Uh, that dude's going places, so be sure to check that out for sure. But uh, I'm going to get today's uh, ball rolling on this episode because obviously, you know, I talk enough. So I'm going to kick it over to. I guess Adam, because uh, we've got a very special guest on today. Oh, man, I was able to reach out to a real good fellow we've met in Chicago a few times. Um, I mean, he's been doing a lot lately between Fight TV and uh, the Premier Streaming Network. He's he's actually the producer and the on-air personality and an IAWTV award-winning host of the So Says Shunoff Show. And he's also the VP of Programming and creative development of the Premier Streaming Network. He is Mr. Josh Shutoff himself. I appreciate you joining us today, brother. Hey, no, thank you for having me. Um, that was great. I don't know where that bio was, but it it, <laughs> it nailed it. It was good. Um, yeah, no, happy to be. I am uh, I am one of the I'm VP of Program and Creative Development, and also one of the co-owners and founders of Premier Streaming Network. So, uh, very very excited to be able to be here wearing my Premier uh, shirt straight out of one of my meetings so this is really this is how you look professional you know when you when you have to do these zoom things i have to wear like there's got to be some collar or something like that but uh i'm excited i'm excited to be here thank you for having me no brother thank you for joining us man i mean i've been we've been, i've been trying to get you on a couple of weeks and it seemed like our scheduling and everything and uh, i was saying alex kane on last week and he's actually i've seen him on the premiere streaming network a couple of times yeah. so um and it's just all linking in together somehow. We, I think we planned it that way. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. sure. Right? Yeah. Just but, uh, take, take the credit, man. Take the credit for it. Plan this, I, map hey, Devin, this entire thing out. Devin, you got some questions or anything lined up for Mr. Josh? Absolutely. So uh, to get into this comedy business, I or comedy, I'm, <laughs> excuse me, commentary business. I was say, we're uh, in the comedy business too, so. <laughs> improv, baby, that's what Yeah, I'm man. Oh, Stay tuned. I apologize. But, uh, so I imagine you had to go to college, so can we start there? Where'd you go? Um, I didn't have to go, but I chose to. Um, no, I was, so I went to, uh, I actually did my first couple of years at uh, Montgomery County Community College, which is cool because that ended up factoring into my career uh much later but uh then i went to temple university uh in philadelphia and uh yeah uh i went to school for elementary and special ed and then i went and got my real estate license and worked in uh commercial real estate investments for a couple decades and now I'm doing all of this in wrestling so you know college i highly recommend it for people uh, in my case, it didn't do anything for me, but, uh, but it's still, you know, at, at the same, it's funny. I wish if I could do it again, I wish I would have been able to know what I was going to be able to do because there are classes there. I always look back and be like, man, I should have been doing like creative writing even. Right. Or then all different types of, uh, uh, media classes. And, but, you know, at the time I, I didn't, you know, we didn't have things like this make me nice and old, but we didn't have things like social media and stuff like that. So like there was never this idea. Now everybody thinks they can be like a star, even if they can't, but now we can, you know, the, the playing field is, has been so leveled 
that I feel like if I was growing up now, I would feel like this was more easily accessible. doesn't mean I'd be successful, but it would be more easily accessible for me to try and break into the entertainment business in, in some form or fashion. Back then it was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm not going to go get a communications degree because the hell am I going to do with it? Right. So um, short-sighted on my part, perhaps, but yeah, that's, that's my story. Honestly, I was expecting like a broadcasting degree or something nope. like that. But. No, no, just uh, I had many, many, many years of training of just talking people's ears off about wrestling. So it was that was just a hobby of mine that I managed to parlay into a career. So let's talk about a fan of wrestling. Yeah, no, whole uh, my whole life, as far back as I can remember, just a, a huge fan of wrestling. So let's talk about the premier streaming network. Cause I feel it's really taken a uh, taken by storm here. Like all of a sudden it's everywhere. So can you explain what it is, how you got into it and what are your expectations for it? And can we get a free trial? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I, I think I know somebody who could help you out with that. Um, so yeah, premier streaming network, uh, you had mentioned before my working at fight before, um, you know, had great opportunities there. Uh, I think I, I, I definitely, uh, gave, gave, you know, my best efforts at all times there. Um, I, I saw an opportunity for more. I saw an opportunity. Uh, and when I say I, you know, there are other partners of, as well, who all saw this opportunity in different at different times. And then it all just kind of came together, but I saw, you know, more opportunities for myself, for my career. Um, and that's why I chose to leave uh, and just pursue other things. And when I, when I gave my notice, I wasn't, I had a couple of things potentially lined up, had some ideas of what I wanted to try. Uh, part of it was a little bit of, you know, um, I don't want to say burnout, but, but, you know, it had been pretty much no, you know, I, I did take a vacation and I worked every single day through the vacation. So, you know, I worked nonstop at that place. I gave it my all. Um, and then it was just kind of like, okay, I need to do something a little bit different. But while I was there the entire time, I always had in my mind of just, you know, everybody who works, whatever job they work, I, I think everybody can sit back and, and when you're not directly inside the bubble, if you're even outside, just, you know, one degree of separation, you can look at it and go, ah, do that a little differently. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, right? But it, does, it doesn't matter. You at least have this opinion in your mind that you can do something uh, differently. So when I was presented with the opportunity to to even consider starting, you know, being a part of, of a startup um, instantly, I kind of had the, you know, the whole list of all the pitches I'd given all the ideas that I'd had that never came to fruition um, at my other place of employment and thought, well, you know, it was one of those things where I really went back and forth. And I thought to myself, you know, man, you think your ideas are so good, put your money where your mouth is. You know, if you really, if you really think, oh, I know everything, because we all go through that. <laughs> I said to myself, like, okay, are you just somebody who whines and complains to himself going, oh, man, I could do it better? Or are you someone who really can do it better? And if you really believe that you can, then then try. And that's, you know, in a nutshell, kind of what happened here. I believe that uh, with Premier Streaming Network, I think that the relationships with uh, promoters and content creators um, the, the way that we are just the whole culture around it, I think is just a, a different spin on it than other 
places and not just a place where I'd been before, but other companies that I hadn't worked for, um, but that I knew enough about. I just think we're doing it differently. And uh, I'm very proud of what we're doing. And so far it's working because everybody seems to really enjoy working with us. And, uh, you know, I, I think what Premier is for people who might not know and are listening to this or watching this and going, who the hell is this guy? And why do they have him on here? Um, I think uh, the best way to describe it is we, we have created a streaming service that kind of champions the independent content creator. Uh, in this case, as in the wrestling case, um, it's championing independent, independent wrestling. And I know that you might say, well, okay, but there's also these other platforms, but those are places where you can watch independent wrestling. What we've done is really taken it and said, we're going to present it in the best way possible. We have uh, collections of talent. We have um, event. We have playlists, uh, uh, events broken down right now. We have this coming weekend. I don't know when this is going to air, but this weekend we have uh, CZW best of the best is on pay-per-view and part of premier plus. Um, Right now, if you go to, to watch on premiere.com or premierestreamingnetwork.com or download the app, you know, wherever you get your apps, uh, download it on your television. I'll give all the plugs there. But if you, uh, if you were to download that right now, you would see there is a CZW best of the best every single year for the last two decades of that promotion, every single uh, year's best of the best show is on there, right there in the main page, right there, easy for you to find. And that's stuff that other other places just can't do. I don't even say that they won't, they just can't. It's a technological uh, aspect to what we do, you know? So for us, it's about being able to curate. It's about being able to, uh, we're like a, a, a museum in that regard. You know, we have these old libraries, but then at the other side of it, we also are presenting the brand new uh, uh, projects and every promotion. If you click on it, it almost becomes like their own little network, um, which is all about them. Even the down to the color scheme of the uh, of like the years, the buttons to click on the years. Um, it's all down to 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 look and feel like whatever that promotion's branding is. And then we also have uh, wrestler profiles that we have some on the main page, along with collections guys like MJF, uh, Kevin Owens. We have El Generico, uh, which some people believe was Sami Zayn. Um, <laughs> we have, so, you know, Adam Cole. We actually have two Adam Cole collections. We have the Matt Cardona collection. Um, and it's just all of their matches from various times on the indies up until even today, uh, some new matches. So it's it's exciting. It's a, uh, you know, it is a, a right now primarily pro wrestling streaming service, which is great for your listeners. Um, but you know, we are, we are actively expanding into other genres of entertainment. Um, we're very excited about it. Obviously, Freddie Prince Jr. came on as a, a, a co-owner. I'm very excited to be working with Freddie. And part of that is just really bringing the entertainment side of wrestling. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people, I know there's this, and I'm, I'm long-winded. One of you said you're long-winded in the or you talk too much, but you have no idea until you sit down with me what uh, talking too much is. But the uh, one thing that we're doing um, is uh, the wrestling showcase, the premier streaming network wrestling showcase. I have over here one of the belts from uh, last year. He talked about us being in Chicago and stuff, but uh, 
we had that. Well, this year we're reimagining the whole thing. We just announced Matt Cardona is going to be in the main event for the premier streaming network championship. Uh, him winning that tournament last year is what gave him that, that spot. He earned that spot. Uh, we will be, we're still deliberating who his opponent's going to be. Um, but that is going to be a championship that is going to be defended on all shows all around the world of all shows that stream on premier streaming network. So all of our companies. So it's kind of um, trying to remember what, you know, we, we, we looked at it as kind of like uh, revolutionizing the territory system for, you know, the digital age. Um, I think Freddie called it something like cyberpunk territory or something, but, uh, but it, it, that's the idea is kind of creating almost like a new territory system through that for wrestling and bringing everyone together, not just saying, Hey, you can put a show on here and we'll, we'll air it. And uh, maybe people will know about it. Did that so answer of, any of your questions? Well, you know, what's funny is uh, <laughs> I knew that was going to be one of those uh, questions. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's important. It's important because it's a big part of your life right now. We, we definitely want to know, and we're hearing about it everywhere. So it's important. And you awesome. know, our good friend, uh, Efren's on there now, which we Efren, I love Efren. Um, he is a, a incredible human being and the game event is, uh, is awesome. And we just had a, uh, a new episode last night as we're recording this and, uh, had a, a beautiful tribute in the beginning to Josh Odom, um, who I know, you know, you guys knew, you guys knew Josh and he was a part of the team. Um, tragically we lost him last week and, uh, he was, uh, he had just started working with premier, um, just a, a incredible, incredible guy. And I think Efren, Really did him proud. Josh edited the uh, episode that aired last night and the, I think for the next six weeks now moving forward are all the, uh, the final, the final pieces of work that he did. So uh, very proud to be able to share that. Um, he was uh, an incredible guy. So, and Efren is, is, uh, you know, doing him justice. So it's uh, yeah. Awesome to have him on the platform. Awesome. For sure. Yeah, that's how I first heard of the of uh, the premier streaming network as well was because of Efren. And then the um, next thing I heard was uh, Freddie Prince Jr. coming aboard. <laughs> so I just want to ask you, what's your relationship like with him? Uh, with Freddie? Assume? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. Really good. Uh, it, it's um, it's weird to, you know, there's not a lot being in the wrestling business for so long. I've I've lost that like. Oh my God, I can't believe this is so-and-so or whatever. And, and it's funny, Freddie is so down to earth and just such a cool guy that it's never been like this starstruck moment. I mean, obviously I have an abundance of respect for what he's done uh, in his career, um, be it in entertainment or what he was doing in WWE. Um, but he's so such like a, a, a cool guy and fun guy to talk to, especially about wrestling, that it's never been like, Oh my God, this is so weird. I'm on here with Freddie Prince Jr. But there are some times where I'm just like, I'll see something. I'll be like talking to my partners be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to shoot Freddie a text real quick and just see what's, you know, where you do kind of stop and go, all right, I remember watching. She's all that and summer catch, and, you know, like, and it, it's uh, and it's funny. Like I always joke, like, I don't know if I was a fan of Freddie or just incredibly jealous and envious of people he was co-starring with so you know i i uh i just always wanted to be him i suppose in that regard um no he's he's an awesome guy we have a great relationship he is uh incredibly hands-on with what we're doing the the wrestling showcase is one that he's very passionate about um 
he's very hands-on with it. We're producing a, a new content, um, you know, in the beginning stages of working on some new stuff with him. And uh, it's amazing to, to be able to have that opportunity to work with a guy who is so knowledgeable about the business has been, you know, where he was in WWE. He has an education that, you know, you can't just go out and be like, yeah, I'm going to go find a writer for WWE. Oh, by the way, it's also somebody who spent their entire adult life in the entertainment business. Oh, it's somebody who also is married to someone who spent their entire adult life in the entertainment business. And they're friends with people who have been, you know, their entire lives in that business. So there's such an education that we get to have. And in turn, he's been very uh, kind to, to, credit us for the education that he's getting as far as the independent side of wrestling and really learning that and the promoting side. So I think he's excited to get into that, but uh, yeah, no, it's a great relationship. He's a great guy. And it's really fun to be working with him. You ever meet his dad? Uh, no, no, his dad, uh, his dad, I believe passed away yeah. before I was born. Not that <laughs> yeah. old man. I'm not that old, No, I'm um, kidding. <laughs> but no, I mean, like when you said like, you know, the entertainment, like life and everything, like, I mean, hell, he's, you know, who better to have really, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, in this, for a company that is uh, focused on professional wrestling and entertainment and really, really educating people that professional wrestling is the greatest form of entertainment. And I know that there's, I know wrestling fans and even wrestlers like to have this fun little, I'm a pro wrestler. I'm not a sports entertainer. It's like, listen, man, if you're, if you're not a sports entertainer, then you're not a very good pro wrestler because pro wrestling is entertainment. And I get what they're trying to say. I get what they're, you know, they're saying, no, I'm not a, a goofy character. I am a, a skilled technician in the ring and that I respect the hell out of it. But, and I get, it's a buzzword to go, I'm a pro wrestler, but the reality of it is the greatest pro. You, you look at guys like FTR, right? unbelievable tag team you would look at them and say no they're not sports entertainers they're pro wrestlers and what i would say and listen i'm never going to argue with them about it mainly because i don't get my ass kicked but <laughs> i but the way i look at it and go is like no you're not some goofy character in the sports entertainment you know comedy uh, uh you know cartoon world but the fact that i can watch you in a wrestling match and i can become like what their matches with the briscoes and become so emotionally invested and so thoroughly entertained you're an entertainer you're putting on a a a performance and it's just a different style of performance it's so to me it's the same as going you know listen the the most slapstick comedy versus the darkest drama are still you know shows being acted by professional actors you know so it's that's kind of my take on it as far as sports entertainers or this that or the other i don't know it, it's all entertainment to me and we want to be able to educate people that every style of wrestling is just another incredible form of entertainment like, i got you one um i know the premier streaming network still fairly new and you know getting going and everything but is there something that's just really is there something that just really just just kind of sticks out to you that just surprised you that you've added to the network that just, is there something that you ran across that just, wow, that just really wowed you since you started this? I think it, I mean, obviously 
having Freddie Prince Jr. come on board was a little bit, you know, well, that definitely was not on our, uh, on our radar when we started this thing, uh, when we started working on this back in November. So uh, there's that, but I think um, for me, it's kind of the, the ideas that have come out of this. Like when we began this, when we launched January 15th of this year, we had a very clear, concise vision of what our company was going to be, at least in the beginning. And that versus the conversations and the meetings that we are a part of on a daily basis now and the, and the, the things that we are building within the app, within the uh, business as, as a whole are surprising to me in the best way. Um, I love the creative process in that regard. It, it's, we have just come up with things so quickly because things just moved and, and succeeded so quickly um, because I think we were really just presenting something people wanted. I mean, that's the trick to it, right? Like we're giving people what they want. We're listening and trying to say, okay, you don't like this. Well, we'll change it. We've been very lucky that no one's really given a, we don't like this. Um, but we look and we say, okay, what else do you want? And we also, we're never satisfied with it. So that's really cool too, because I think part of me felt in that we, it took, it was very quick when, you know, November started and I started working on this and then January 15th, it was kind of like this race to January 15th. And like, once this launches, we can sit back and go, Oh, we did it. But that is not how this has been. It's like, okay, we did it January 15th and January 16th. It's what's next. Let's, you know, keep moving. And we already have, you know, we're like Marvel over here. We've got phase two and three and four, uh, you know, planned out and mapped out and we really know what we want to do. And, you know, that's something that we always kind of allude to of like when people will compare us or say like, oh, you know, you're competing with this one or that one, or, you know, we're not, you know, like, a, like I'll, I'll be completely honest, like something like fight, we don't consider them a competitor. And some people might go, well, that's kind of weird because you guys both have wrestling we're just in a, we're in a different business than they are. And, you know, I, I can, I can remember that story of, and I'm in no way comparing us to Vince McMahon or comparing, you know, them to Ted Turner, but, and I, when I say them, I mean, fight, I mean, IWTV, I mean, any of these other, you know, uh, the zone, any of these other things that are out there. I remember when uh, the story of where Ted Turner called Vince McMahon and said, Hey Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. And Vince said, congratulations, Ted, I'm in the entertainment business. And I look at it that way in the sense that there are other platforms out there that produce or that, that air the same content that we do, but it's just, it's night and day. Like that's the only connection of it, that and that you can download it. You know, like that's it. So we're really, and that's the stuff that's continued to be exciting for me is to discover that we are something more than what we originally expected to be. Instead of just going, hey, we think we can do this, but better. We've now just gone, okay, we can do this. We can do that better. And that is just a tiny, tiny sliver of what we are actually doing as a, as a whole, as a company. Because yeah, you were with Fight for like four years so I can imagine being, you know, you got a nice job, you, you, you're, you, you're comfortable, and then all of a sudden you have this idea, and, and how is it to give a sure thing up to bet on a chance 
that you don't know that'll work. How, yeah. how does, how did, how was that transition from one to the other? You know, it, well, so I left independent of this idea. Um, I left cause it was just, it was just time for me. Like I, I pride myself on knowing when it's time. It's one of those things where if, if, if it pops in my head and I go, yeah, I I'm, I'm done here. I need to go somewhere else and do something else. Then I'm done. Like it's, then it's just in my mind. Um, and I still listen, I, I still, I worked my ass off till my very last day. I, I still was putting in, you know, the 80 hours a week or whatever the hell, you know, it, it was, uh, it was a lot, but I also, I have pride in my work and I also have respect for the people that employed me. So I, I, I owed it to them to not, you know, phone it in on my way out the door. Um, so when I left, you know, yeah, it was kind of this like uncertainty of, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do next, but I, it took me a lot of years to have confidence in myself, um, and, and learn that it's okay to not exactly know what's next, but to just kind of stay open to everything. So for me, it was kind of, it was easy. I remember, you know, the day before I gave my notice, I was at an AEW show in Philly. It was on my birthday. And I was, I walked, I'm backstage. I'm right, I was standing right behind where like the announcers are on camera. But I was like behind, you know, they had that pop up behind them. And then I was behind that. Um, so like to the right of their gorilla position. And I'm standing there and I'm looking and I'm thinking to myself specifically because it was on my birthday and it was at Leacor Center, which is where they hold temple graduation and everything, you know, it's on the Temple University campus. And and I I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, if you had told me as, you know, a 10-year-old or a 20-year-old or even a 30-year-old, if you had told me that this this is hey you could stand here just stand here not being involved in the business just literally stand backstage at a a televised professional wrestling show and that's your birthday present i would have gone this is the best birthday present i've ever had in my life this is incredible and i thought to myself i'm planning to walk out and resign and maybe never do this again um and i was totally at peace with it and that was when i knew when I was, when I, when I stood there and I'm like, this is anything I've ever wanted, but I'm ready to go. That was when I was just like, it, then, then the decision, it was instantly easy for me to make. So yeah, leaving a, 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 a sure uh, paycheck and, and whatnot is, you know, that's obviously a conversation my wife and I had before choosing to do it, but it's also, you know, look, man, your mental health, your physical health, these are things that are more important um than a paycheck and it's it was something that i felt it was just it was time for me to to just do something else and and i had and i don't mean it like this was some horrible negative thing like i had some some of the best experiences of my life and career were working for that place um it was just time just you know people evolve and things change and it was just time well i remember our conversation in chicago when we we seen you at, well, I can't remember we was having lunch, but I saw you and your brother and your wife and you had talked about how you'd just been working, working, working and mm. usually for vacation. I could tell then that you put some work in, especially that weekend, but. Yeah, and I'm proud of it. And I don't, you know, I don't say it like to complain, like, listen, I, I was paid well and it was my job. And, um, and also 
there are plenty of times where I probably could have not worked as hard, but it's just kind of in my DNA. Like that's just kind of how I am. Like I can't, I can't turn it off. If I, I keep having ideas, I keep wanting to make it better. Um, you know, I'm the one who brought up in a meeting for Ric Flair's last match of just like, Hey guys, does Ric Flair have an entrance video? And everyone's just like, huh, I don't know. Cause a lot of the guys were getting their entrance videos from, uh, you know, if they were at MLW, they would use the MLW video or if they're at, you know, uh, impact, they impact would send their videos. And I'm just like, and they're like, yeah, maybe we can see about getting it from impact. And I'm just thinking in my mind, you don't want him coming out to his impact wrestling, you know, entrance video and all. And I'm like, he deserves better than that. So I just kind of raised my hand. I'm like, well, I, I can make it if you want. Um, which I'm glad I did. It was it a ton of work. Yes. Was it one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life? Yes. So I have no regrets of volunteering that. Um, and through that, I, I had the, you know, the privilege of doing Jeff Jarrett's entrance video for that event as well. Um, doing a number of other videos. And I really feel you know, this was not told directly to me, but I almost feel like I, like part of that, thank you for the commitment that I showed. Cause I did uh, all like the lower third graphics for that. And I think part of the thank you was Conrad calling me and saying, Hey, I'd like you to do the backstage interview with Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett. And to me, again, it goes to that kind of, and this is maybe that creative mind, but to me, that was worth more than any money I was making for my job because it was an experience. It was something I got to do. It's actually, I don't know if you can see behind me right there is the Ric Flair's last match tie that I wore, which is actually signed by Rick and has uh, uh, the little, what are they called? Uh, the little rhinestones um, from his robe has a bunch of leftover rhinestones from when his robe was made. Uh, and then actually even has a rhinestone from the robe from after the show. Um, it's actually glued onto the tie. So that's like a prized possession uh, and Rick signed it and everything. But so, yeah, it was an, it was an incredible experience, but yeah, man, I was, I was exhausted. I was, you know, I was a little bit burnt out, but it was more of the fact that I had ideas that I knew I could, that I knew were, were good. I knew were better than ideas that were being used. And at some point when you're just kind of beating your head against the wall going, I can make this better. I can make this better. Please let me make this better. And I'm being told no. It, you know, and, and, and again, listen, maybe I'm being told no because these people are smarter than me and my ideas are not as great. And I'm full of my own stuff. Right. But for me, it was time to just say, okay, I, I, I can't keep doing this because I'm not the type of person who just clocks in and clocks out. I'm not the type of person who should be like, all right, you just want me to do this. I can just do this. Like I, 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 I need to make things as good as I possibly can. So let's talk a little wrestling. Yeah, uh, why are, not? You, are you going to Wembley this year? <laughs> I am not. No, uh, I will be watching, but I am not going to be there now. I wish I was, that would be what awesome. Do you, what do you think of all this? What do you think of them going out there? I think it's great. Um, I am a, a big fan of just the, the more success there is in the business, the better it is for everybody, better it is for the fans, better it is for the boys and girls in the locker room, better it is for the employees. A lot of people never think about the employees. Like they always talk about, look at all these wrestlers that when WCW went out of business, look at all the wrestlers that lost their jobs. Well, there was like twice as many um, in just employees of the company 
that lost their jobs, you know? And so to me, like, I, I think it's amazing. So I look at that and go, man, I hope they sell that place out. I hope it is as many people as can physically be crammed in to Wembley stadium. And then I hope that this creates a, a big boom in the international market for AEW. Um, and I hope that this in turn helps to, uh, I won't say reignite because it's a, it's a really good, um, I think the, the, the international, like, uh, like in the UK and stuff, the independent scene is really, there's, there's decent quality there, but to kind of make it bigger, you know, I think having everything always kind of follows WWE in a way, right. If WWE is up here, then everybody's up here. Um, so I think if AEW can help with that too, uh, I think that would be, that would be incredible. And I, I just, I love the fact that they're willing to take a chance and, and I will say the one thing that I, that kind of bugs me a little is when people go like, oh man, how amazing all in, you know, the first all in, they took a chance on themselves and sold out, you know, the Sears center. And now the second all in, they're going to do Wembley stadium. And it's like, well, hold on a second. The second all in is being produced by a, a massive company that is owned by a billionaire yeah, it's the same name. Yeah, AEW is the uh, uh, you know the spiritual successor to All In, but it's very, very different. But at the same time, if that makes fans excited, then then why not? And the people who are hating on it, like man, get a life. I don't understand it. Just why would you? Why for for what reason? You don't have to like it, right? It doesn't have to be your thing. But you know they're not. They're not hurting, you know, they're not beating up Santa Claus at the show. Like, why do you can't, you know, let them go have a great show if you don't like it and don't watch it. That's, that's your right as a consumer. So I, you know, I, I wish them the best. I hope it's an incredible show. Uh, I wish I was there. I, I, I wish I was there in person to see something like that. But at the same time, I also am one of those people that like WrestleMania, you know, every year that I have the opportunity to go to WrestleMania when I'm there working WrestleCon or doing something like that. I usually end up just watching it back in the hotel room because I love, I love the, the full, you know, the full story. I love the commentary. I love the, the camera angles. So it's kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be able to just sit back and watch it. Have you had the chance to be at a UK event? Like, have you been able to be a part no. of anything in particular? No, no, I never have. Uh, I've been to the UK once. And, uh, it was on a trip with friends. It was not wrestling related. Um, yeah, that's definitely, you know, on the bucket list, uh, to be able to work in the UK. Um, it just hasn't had the opportunity yet. Um, and I think that's a big yet because, you know, we, we have a lot of plans. Um, and I, I have all the intentions in the world of finding my way out there in the next year or so and, and working out there. That's amazing. So who's the next up and comer? Who's the next, uh, who's the future of wrestling right now? Um, I guess, I guess it depends on where you, like where you see people, right? So like in one sense, like I look at the, the biggest up and comer in my mind is MJF. And what's funny is he's AEW world champion, but I feel like he has not even scratched the surface 
of what he's going to be 10 years from now. And so I would say MJF is the biggest up and comer. He would be furious at me for calling him an up and comer. But I think if you understand what I mean, like, I just think he is, it, it almost proves my point even more so to look at how successful he is. He is at the very, very top of his company, the top of the industry where he is. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hope he doesn't go to WWE because he'll never get to really be MJF. I think he just would be a better, not even a better, just a, a bigger version um, it, of MJF. I think he'd be able to become that superstar. Yes. I think, and, and this is not a WW, uh, WWE versus AEW thing. This is just a reality thing, right? Like you can be the 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 greatest uh you know football greatest college football player right um but can you be like people can look at you as like the greatest college football player of all time hands down oh my god he's incredible okay but then there's the nfl so you know are you where do you stack up there and and to me that's wwe wwe is the top it is the pinnacle of this industry and i think if you look at at Cody Rhodes is a perfect example. I think that proves my point because Cody, you did not have a bigger star in AEW than Cody Rhodes. There was no bigger star. And that Cody Rhodes against the Cody Rhodes that walked down that aisle at WrestleMania, these are two completely different people. The mania Cody Rhodes is all the way up here. And that takes nothing away from the guy that was in AEW but it's the presentation. It's the feel. Some of it is just, we've made it up ourselves. It's just our vision of it, right? Like when you can buy two things, but you choose to do the name brand, even though they're made in the exact same factory, because you've convinced yourself that the more expensive name brand is better. Um, so there's maybe an aspect to that, right? Maybe it's not actually bigger or better, but it's how we perceive it and perceptions reality. So to me, yeah, the biggest up and comer right now is MJF. But to give you an answer that's more along the lines of, uh, uh, of what you're probably looking for, there's some uh, incredible talent I do commentary for, and we, we air WrestlePro on our, on our network, on Premier Streaming Network. And there's some talent there that I am just so impressed with. Um, most of them have initials for names like LSG, uh, GKM. Uh, these guys are just so talented. I, I feel like there is, uh, and there's so many more that I'm just, I'm, I'm not, you know, coming up with the name, but there's so much talent on the Indies that I feel like they're going to, at some point, break out and, and be bigger. Um, there is, uh, I'm trying to think, um, there's some other guy, I'll, I'll think of them, but there's some other guys that just, just impress me so much. Uh, that are there and, and that are at a lot of the other promotions that we have yeah. on our platform. And that's something else that I encourage people. It's not just about independent wrestling. It's about the independent wrestlers. You know, we have these amazing libraries of ECWA and CZW and stuff like that, where you can go back and you can see these people who were more or less no name. And it's like, Oh, well, who are they? Oh, Bobby Roode, uh, cash wheeler, uh, Christopher Daniels, 
Brian Danielson, um, AJ Styles. And these are all people that nobody really knew at the time when they were doing this stuff. Kevin Steen, um, you know, El Generico, as I said, Adam Cole. So what I would say, and this is kind of turning back around to a pitch for a premiere is you might, and this is what the whole wrestling showcase is all about because every match on the wrestling showcase is, is being represented by a different promotion on our network. So it's an opportunity for you to see some of the talent that is out there because some of these guys got at, we have so much action Andretti. Um, no, you know, and now here, here he is, you know, he, he bursts out onto the scene. Uh, we've got a ton of stuff of uh, the acclaimed and, you know, we have a ton of MJF and stuff. So you look at these guys who now are these stars. They're now starting to, you know, Andretti is still relatively new, but he's, he's really starting to come into his own. And I just feel like that's what I, I want to encourage people. Come watch this stuff. You might not really know who these people are right now, but in 10, 15 years, you're going to go the same way that somebody that was watching, you know, ECWA super eight 2001 is now going, Oh my God, that guy's main eventing WrestleMania, you know? So that's what that I, I think there's so many, I couldn't even really pick one because there's so much young talent that I think is, uh, you know, going to kind of revolutionize the business really, really change the game a lot. So I think Adam's going to get the match started in a minute here, but in the meantime, I'm going to ask you one more question. Yeah. And I know, I know this will go right into the match. Who had the better, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Who had the better indie run, Matt Cardona or Cody Rhodes? Um, Matt Cardona's indie run isn't done yet. So that would be, I don't think you'll know until it's over. Um, but I think they've been, I think they've been very different. I think Matt has, I think Matt has kind of uh, established himself much more as an independent wrestler. Um, whereas Cody was making the towns, but Cody was always kind of his independent run. You know, Matt was at impact as well, but Cody was there. He was doing his stuff with new Japan. I feel like Matt is spending a lot more time really being an indie wrestler, whereas Cody was learning and was trying to, but I think in some ways Cody was a bigger star when he left WWE. So I think in some ways Cody was always going to be seen as this big get this guy who chose to leave this, you know? Um, and of course he's, you know, he's a Rhodes and there's what comes with that. I think Matt was kind of like, you know, Oh, Zack Ryder, what are they going to call him? You know, what is he going to be like? Mr. Woo, woo, woo. And he's, you know, going to come out there and do his, his gimmicks and stuff. And, and Matt just reinvented himself. Whereas Cody didn't so much reinvent as much as he evolved. If any of that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but again, Cardona's run's not over yet. So I think when his indie run is done and he ends up, some if he ends up back in WWE, which I believe he will eventually end up back in WWE. I don't know that's going to be this year or next year or the year after, but I think he will. And I think at that point, you're going to be able to see the full picture and say, okay, who who really had the the better run? And it doesn't always mean who had the better success in WWE after the fact, but I think at that point you'll be able to know who had a better run. True. Awesome. We did. We were, we were arguing about it a couple of weeks ago. I was just curious of what you thought, and if anybody would know, it'd be you. Yeah, I'm curious what you guys thought. Like, do you, what did you say? 
we did uh, agree that we thought Cardona is was uh, it's it's still going, and I think that was the overall consensus that Cardona is still going, and that I mean Cody's at the end of it now, but man, he really did reinvent himself out there yeah. and basically started a promotion from it. So it's really a, yeah. We, we kept we I mean honestly, we talked just what I'm doing right now. We talked in circles. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's it's kind of you know you're, you're comparing two things that maybe can't be compared to each other, but. Yeah, it's fun to do and it's fun to think about. I just think Cardona has had a better, if I had to guess, I'd say I think Cardona has had a better indie run. I think I think he's done more for himself, whereas Cody, I think, almost did more for the business and himself. Um, but I think the actual run itself, the buzz that's been generated. But again, you got to remember, it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's quick to forget that indie wrestling and social media and all that, it wasn't where it is today. And, you know, when Cody, when Cody left WWE, you didn't have, look, you didn't have premier streaming network, you know? So, you know, you, you, you didn't have, it wasn't as readily accessible. You couldn't watch all these, these shows. They were on maybe YouTube or like some, you know, some random little, little streaming service, but it's like, yeah, now, um, Cardona is just showing up everywhere. And that's why now he's going to be competing that belt that you see Mike Kyoto holding over his head. Um, you know, the, the wrestling showcase championship that he's carried with him all through the Indies for the last year. And he's going to carry that right in September 9th to the wrestling showcase uh, in, in, in uh Metuchen, New Jersey, which is where that's going to be held at the uh, sportsplex there. And he's got an opportunity now to be representing premier streaming network as the champion. And that's not something that's ever really been, been done before. I would have thought that we would get there from uh, that show last year. I mean, I mean, you probably had that idea in your head, right? But we didn't know. We just thought that was something you were doing for us. <laughs> what the show for the, the showcase? Yeah. The showcase. We thought yeah. it was up for top yeah. guys for ad free shows. That's what we thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. And in a lot of ways it was. We're like, hey, that audience is there. That's the audience we kind of want, you know, to have there. And um a lot of it was really my brother Fred uh, uh kind of dipping his toes back into the wrestling business and and me kind of you know looking at it going uh you know trying to find something that fulfilled me more than what I was doing and I think you know a lot of what came out of that was I think there was a lot you know for Fred my brother specifically was the one who walked away and looked at the experience that he had and the way that he felt he was treated as a promoter uh, by the place that was streaming it and I think looked at that and said well man I I would treat people way better. Um, I would treat a promotion way better. And that's where unbeknownst to me, he started having these thoughts and, you know, that's kind of what, you know, led to him even talking to Freddie and stuff. So it's, it's all, you know, it, it we didn't have, we didn't do the showcase with the idea of like, all right, we're going to spin this off into a, a network and we're gonna have a whole, we really, listen, man, we got that belt with a removable uh, plate for the dates because our intention was, that this year you're going to have a wrestling showcase tournament, uh, which honestly was our intention. I was literally driving to the building um, to meet with them about in, in New Jersey. And it was a phone call with my brother that just in that call, which is like, what, you know, he, he hit me with the, what if, you know, what if this was a, a, a true showcase for our network instead of just some little, 
you know, tournament that we're putting on that once a year, what if we really took this as an opportunity to showcase all the great uh, promotions and, and great talent that we have? And man, it just snowballed from there. But I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It really was for you. You know, it's still for you, but it's, you know, mm. we've just, we've just evolved. I, I can say one thing. Uh, my sister, she came with me to Chicago that year and she said she had a better time and more fun at the showcase than she did at all out. Wow. She enjoyed it more than I'll she tell did. Her, we really appreciate that. That's uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's what we wanted. We wanted a show start to finish. Didn't feel like it was too long. Didn't feel like it was too short. Mm. And we, there was a story throughout the entire night and we just wanted people to have fun. We, we just, you know, we didn't run it like in like a, a traditional indie show. Uh, this showcase will not be run like a traditional indie show. There's going to be no intermission. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, we're a network, so it is going to be shot for a network. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of what we were able to put together uh, for the, the wrestling showcase for the first one. And I think that this next one is going to be just a whole other level. Awesome. Are you going to call the second one? uh, Can you call the second one a wrestling showcase too? electric boogaloo? Uh, That, that has been tossed around. uh, (laughs) We're working, working with Mike Dawkins to, uh, yeah. (laughs) He'd be the guy to work with for sure. (laughs) But you said that the wrestling showcase is a tournament of all your independent companies. Uh, Do you already have all eight selected? No, so it's not anymore. So it, it originally was a tournament. Last year was a tournament. Um, this year, every match, it's not going to be a tournament. Every match is going to be representing a different promotion. So for instance, you know, match number one, and this is not the order, but match number one is going to be two people representing WrestlePro. And we will have, you know, a video package there showing the audience this is WrestlePro. This is what this is. Just a little quick thing to show them. And then they have that match. And then the next match, you know, hey, this is CZW. And here come two guys from CZW. And then the next one, you know, here's ECWA. And that's what it's going to be. So every match is going to be a showcase culminating in a men's and women's premier streaming network championship match. Um, so two matches there. And uh, and I can tell you, we haven't, we haven't announced yet. I do know uh, the women's match. Um, and it's going to be really, I don't believe it's, it's ever happened before. Um, and at first I think some people would be like, interesting. That's kind of a, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but I think it's really going to deliver and really be uh, a great opportunity for both talents to shine. Nice. Yeah, I love, I love those matches cool. that you don't know you want until you mm-hmm. hear about it and you're like, I don't, I didn't know I wanted that match until it's announced and you're like, hell yeah, I really want that match now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think people are really going to be excited about it. And, um, you know, you just come in. One of the cool things is like, you don't know. I want you to come in not knowing what to expect, right? Like, that's the whole idea. You come in and go like the biggest wrestling, the fan, biggest wrestling fan in the world hasn't, uh, isn't watching every single promotion, you know, that's on our network. So this is a, a great opportunity for you to get a little taste of it and see what, you know, what you're missing. And, be able to have a more educated decision when you decide, Hey, do I want to buy this pay-per-view or do I want to subscribe for only nine 99 a month uh, to premier plus? So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great opportunity to really, uh, really show everybody what, what I guess showcase what we have. Right. Boom. There There you go. 
You also have podcasts on the Premier Streaming Network as well. We do. We do have podcasts. Um, uh, tomorrow will be right now uh, available now is is Sabu Speaks, Sabu's podcast, yes. uh, which is kind of a watch along. Um, he had Mikey Whipwreck on. So that's on now. And then we have tomorrow uh, night. Uh, I don't again, I don't know when this will air, but uh, so Friday the 19th um, is going to be one of a kind with Rob Van Dam uh, hosted by Dominic D'Angelo and uh, super excited about that to have Rob's mm. podcast on here. And, and uh, I mean, he's, he's got such a, a unique career and really excited for that. We got Ted DiBiase on and we're really building out that podcast network um, and, you know, more, more stuff to come in that podcast realm. Um, we got more announcements coming soon and, and uh, yeah, super excited about it. Uh, and then original content too. We are working on, you know, we have a, a production company that uh, we are working on. That's something that I'm overseeing and we're working on a lot of uh, original content. And, you know, one thing that we're making sure to do is not announce anything until it's, you know, at least half in the can so that we know it's coming, right? Like nobody likes that when it's like, I remember WWE Network would like announce a show and then it was like two years later and it's like, well, all right. <laughs> Is that ever going to happen? Got one episode of it or something on there. Right. Um, so yeah, we're trying really hard uh, to be able to make an announcement. And then while everyone's excited, deliver relatively quickly. Well, hey, if you're looking for a grassroots and like really independent, you know, I know a couple guys. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Yep. <laughs> hey man, look, we're, you know, we are, we are always open to, to, we're open for business, you know, we're open fans, to talk to know? anybody. Yeah. You know, sure. It's your show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, I said that in a while, James. Well, I got the match fired up ready to go. Let's kick this ready. off. Uh, Wait. Let's introduce it. Yeah. What match is that, Adam? Well, it is Josh Alexander <laughs> versus Jacob Fatu versus Matt Cardona is uh for the wrestling showcase championship from wrestling showcase 2022 it uh took place september 3rd 2022 at the mahogany ballroom at the hyatt regency in schaumburg illinois it had an attendance of all of us because we were literally all there and uh, you know more people also but yeah every one of us was there so that's pretty cool to do and it had a match length of a little over seven minutes but that's enough about that how did we get there is that for me? Yeah, it's whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I do How that part, get... and somebody else takes it over. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, any, am I answering this of how? Uh, we got no, I mean, we kind of. Okay. Um, it was a one night tournament, and uh, my best friend in the whole wide world, Matt Cardona. Um, I should say my best friend in the universe, um, Matt Cardona. He was uh, viciously attacked after his first round victory over. Uh, Tatanka, uh, the legendary Tatanka, who demanded to be on the show because Matt Cardona hurt his feelings when he talked about how he had a uh, Tatanka had a Hasbro repaint, but it was so bad that they just released the same thing. They didn't even like repaint it just because no one was buying his his figure, which I don't know that that's true. I had his figure, you know, so. Uh, but Tatanka, you know, he was really upset about it. And after Cardona beat him, Tatanka hit him with the uh, uh, papoose to go. And uh, 
And that was it. Uh, Cardona, we, we thought had se- severely re-injured his bicep. Um, he had, obviously this was one, this was his second weekend back after his torn bicep. Um, and, uh, thankfully his contract stated that he was able to, uh, have Brian Myers, um, you know, take his place if he were to be injured. Um, so that's what happened. Brian Myers took his place. Um, unfortunately Brian, uh, was not able to get it done. Uh, but the good news was, uh, when it came time for round three, Matt Cardona was, was healed, uh, miraculously. Uh, it was, uh, it was an incredible thing to witness, uh, celebration ensued. And Matt Cardona, uh, was then welcomed into the match as he should be, because technically he never actually, never actually lost, uh, in the tournament. So now that he was, uh, by the grace of God healed, he was able to enter, this match and it became a, a triple threat thanks to uh, our host, Karen Jarrett, um, who made a, a, a tremendous decision by letting uh, Cardona into this match. And, and here we are. Miracles happen every day, brother. Oh man. It was just, man, I don't know that I've ever, that I've ever cried so hard from joy as to when his music hit and he walked back out. It, uh, it touched me. It touched me. It so. sounds like that was extreme. Oh, one of my favorite shows. Sorry, I had to get that in there. Hey, I that was it. extreme. Episode one of that was extreme is available on Premier Streaming Network. Mm-hmm. Um, it is on there. Nice. Rumor is that the remaining episodes that aired on ad-free shows will eventually find their way over uh, to Premier Streaming Network. <laughs> but right now, episode one is on there, so you can watch that. Yeah, that was so great, and the interaction afterwards. Those zooms were so much fun. They were so oh, fun. No, we had a great time. Joel and Meanie were just, I mean, they were awesome to work with. Um, it was just a situation with his, you know, as I got busier and they got busier and just, you know, it, it was tough to be able to to do that. And you'd think like once a month wouldn't be that tough, but just it, it, it got more challenging. Uh, got more challenging for me to try and read. Uh, I don't know how Conrad and his team read Dave Meltzer uh and brian alvarez and stuff like it is it's to the point where like i can't i don't care if it's 100 percent true or 100 percent false i can't read it like it doesn't make sense like it's not it's not like it, it's just like the a, a stream of consciousness that i'm like waiting i'm like i i know there's got to be like a comma somewhere in here <laughs> like at, at some point a period has to has to you know has to appear and uh and it oftentimes didn't so um yeah that was challenging for me all right let's start this bad boy up all right three two one and play the gorgeous championship yeah it's gorgeous will they be will the people watching and listening be able to hear the commentary on it um, yeah I'm, i got the same <laughs> shit who are the announcers, James? You son of a bitch. Well, it's uh, Josh Sheroff and Johnny LaQuasto. There it is. Wasn't even going to try. <laughs> I hope you're out there. Johnny LaQuasto. Um, and sideline reporter, John Alba. Yes. Yeah, you beat the hell out of him the whole time. Oh, man. John, John Alba, uh, it was a cool idea what he what what he did there um that was his idea for that sideline reporter stuff and uh uh john did a great job unfortunately 
Uh, we couldn't hear him. And oh, beautiful kick by my oos. Oh, yeah. You know, him and uh, and I, I always uh, solo. I was going to call him by his name from before, but um, but him and, and, and solo once and, and Rikishi once deemed me an honorary uh, member of the Samoan dynasty years before this whole you know, honorary ooze stuff. So I'm just saying, I think I was the first honorary ooze. Nice. Uh, see, James, that, remember we got, we got deemed honorary ooze's that weekend. Yeah, we got to hang out with Jacob and he uh, he called us an honorary ooze and I'm about like, yeah. no, he's a great dude. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. Yeah, what a fun guy to hang out with. He's sure. a soldier, man. He was out till five or six in the morning. And didn't miss a beat right here, man. It's amazing. Yeah, this is the night before this. <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, dude, and he wrestled three times. Um, Josh Alexander, too. Dude, Alexander, not only was he, did he just kill it in the ring, like nonstop, uh, but I, I can't think of a better person to do business with. Um, honestly, I would say that with any of them. Steve Macklin, uh, Deanna Parazzo, um, uh, Johnny Showcase, Taya Valkyrie. Um, you know, of Rich course, Swan wrestled like Rich 10 Swan, times that weekend. <laughs> Rich Swan, who I love. It was so important to have Rich. Uh, I actually am hoping he's going to be at the Showcase this year as well, uh, maybe representing CZW. I don't know if he will. Uh, tune into the pay-per-view this weekend. See who walks out CCW champion. Um, maybe it'll be rich. He's in that tournament, but um, no, I, uh, my last match in wrestling was rich Swan's first match. And uh, I've been friends with rich ever since. And so it was really important in doing this show that uh, I had that opportunity to just get to work with rich in a slightly different way, even though he kept wanting to get me in the ring. I'm like, dude, I'll turn to dust if I take a bump. But, um, look at this, look at Jacob Fonto, man. So, I mean, for a big man, it's just incredible. Yeah. So Josh, how do you like playing the heel uh, announcer? Oh, I love it. It is, you know, I've done some play by play work and all that's such a harder job. Um, being the heel is, you know, being a good heel announcer or color commentator is, I, there is a, you know, I do like to think there's some skill to it, um, but you have to know your places. You have to balance. How are you being, being funny, uh, making people enjoy listening to you, but not making it all about you, not making it, you know, not trying to get yourself over. At the expense of what's in the ring. Um, and so it's sometimes that's challenging because you'll have a joke that you want to throw out there. Or you'll have a comment you want to make and you just but it's it's tough because then afterwards you'll say, you go, oh, God, I just took away from something that was going on in the ring. I shouldn't. Have that. Um, but it's also your dancing partner, man. That's what matters. Um, I've had great opportunity to work with some some really talented people. I've worked with Joe Dombrowski. I've worked with, uh, I work consistently all the time with uh, Dave Sturgio at WrestlePro. I love working with Dave. Um, he and I, I think have uh, tremendous chemistry. And I think working with Johnny was awesome too. Johnny and I had never worked together. Uh, and it felt like we'd been doing this for years. So, I mean, he is a, just an incredibly talented 
yeah. announcer as well. And I'm hoping, uh, you know, I talked to him. Uh, I talked to him yesterday, actually. And we we're hoping uh, to have him involved uh, in the showcase again this year. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's fun. I love being the, the heel commentator, though. Um, it's a lot of fun. And look at this, man. Just goes for the kick. Fatu goes for the kick. Alexander drops one ankle lock, catches him, goes to the other ankle lock. These guys, like, again, Cardona had wrestled twice. Um, these other two had wrestled. This was their third match. And they are in here, like, and look, I'm not going to take anything away from the showcase. We worked really hard and we're very proud of what we did. And we wanted it to be really special and important. And these guys treated it as that it was as special. Man, look at that. Uh, they treated it as though it was as special to them as it was to us. And that meant so much. Um, they did not treat this as, uh, hey, it's just a booking on a Saturday. Let's see. Um, and I like to think that a lot of it was the respect that we showed them. And, uh, you know, we, we really went, we went out of our way to take care of them because we knew they deserved it. Um, and there's Moose. Hmm. You know, obviously everybody knows their, their uh, storied history and impact. And they fought each other in the first round. They fought, yep. And uh, they, uh, you know, Moose was, Moose had vowed beforehand he didn't say, I'm going to become Wrestling Showcase champion. Moose said, I am going to make sure that Josh Alexander does not become Wrestling Showcase champion. And, you know, and here you go right there. And that was Moose. Moose's obsession with Alexander was so strong that it really had, oh, and then Moose, Moose ate that guardrail. Um, it was... Uh, it was so strong that that was his entire focus. And here comes Fatu. Um, now, a lot of people, I would never say this, but a lot of people felt that Fatu had this, that this belonged to him. Yeah. Um, You're talking to a couple of them. Chelsea was worried sick, and she came out there. And listen, you can't, when you love somebody as deeply as Chelsea loves Matt Cardona, you can't uh, blame her for doing this. And then he, he slapped... Or, uh, she slapped him because he said something horrible to her. You couldn't make it out on camera, but it was something really offensive. And then Brian Myers, listen, this is his his best friend's wife. Like, what do you expect him to do, right? And then, so what happened was she actually tried to do like a schoolboy pin to get him out of the way to save him from Brian Myers. But unfortunately, she got her arm stuck and these things happen, you know? I thought she was going to give him a better driver. She just couldn't get him up. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> and just, I mean, I, I think we went into this show cold. Everything was cold, you know? And I I am very proud of the story that that we were able to tell, that the these wrestlers were able to tell. This is my favorite part of the entire show. <laughs> I was I about say. to say, my favorite part is coming up. Here we go. I'll, <laughs> right here. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Yes. I'm very, I'm very proud of that. Shout uh, after, Alba. Was so that after, on the fly? Yes. So after the show, uh, so we were, we were, we went to uh, dinner at uh, Luminati's. Um, amazing pizza. Um, and uh, that was, I believe, I wiped away a tear at one point. 
that was yeah. very emotional for me. Um, and uh, it was uh, no, listen, <clears throat> I'm sitting there and all of a sudden somebody shows me there's a someone had made a gif of me pushing Alba and it just repeated <laughs> again and again. And it was the it was one of the coolest mem- uh, moments of my career. Um, but this just ended. This just had such a big such a big feel to me. And maybe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too deep in there. Um, but this, I just thought was such an awesome ending. Um, and Cardona, you know, all, all kidding aside, we could not find a more hardworking, dedicated person to, to take that title and carry it. And our intent was for him to spend a year carrying that wrestling showcase title, educating people on the, the importance of the wrestling showcase tournament. Uh, we did not expect to have a promotion or I'm sorry, not a promotion, a, a network that would be doing its own special. But now we really do get to show that him winning that is how he gets to go on to uh, the wrestling showcase premier streaming network wrestling showcase uh, September 9th um, in Metuchen, New Jersey. And of course, obviously streaming live on premier streaming network. Um it's going to be really cool. Uh, I hope you guys, I don't know, it's in Jersey. I don't know if you guys will be able to make it. I hope you will. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Our, our, I will say uh, tickets go on sale to the general public uh, on Tuesday. It's coming what part Tuesday. of Jersey, Josh? Uh, Metuchen, New Jersey. So it's, uh, it's, I'm trying to think where that is exactly. Well, it's I live actually, in Levittown, PA, so I'm just asking. Oh, dude, help. listen, you're you're fine. I'm coming from Pennsylvania as well. So, like, yeah, if you can get there, it's going to maybe take you, like, an hour 15, something okay. like that. Um, it's, uh, what is that? Uh, the Newark airport is about 30 minutes from it. So okay. um, that's where, you know, like, talent will be flying into and stuff. So I, I think, so now, yeah. So if you want to go stand at the airport with something for them to sign and piss them off, uh, that's where they'll be flying into. But uh, I'm off sign you. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but if you do want to bring something, uh, even if you can't make the event that night, uh, Squared Circle Expo is teaming up with us and they will be presenting, uh, I want to say it's from one o'clock to six o'clock that day at the venue. There will be a full expo. Every single person that is competing will have a table. Uh, every so every promotion, uh, and then tons more uh, stars that aren't even going to be on the show. Um, and I will give you a a bit of breaking news right now, just for fun. I'm not going to tell you you who, but we will be presenting a lifetime achievement award to somebody in the wrestling business. Um, we will announce who that is ahead of time, of course, but uh, we will be presenting an award. So uh, that is another added thing. And I've, we haven't announced that yet. So here you go. This is as a thank you for you guys having me on uh, and letting me just talk and talk and talk. Um, yeah, we will be doing that. So stay tuned to our social media for that. Uh, really excited about that because um, again, that's part of us looking at what we do as kind of like curators of the history of wrestling. So we do feel like uh, we want to be able to have that opportunity to, to honor people in the wrestling business. And if that's something that we can do, you know, annually to be able to, to present another, you know, an award. Um, but of course have the first one is going to be 
uh, somebody, you know, incredibly deserving. And, and, uh, and I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. It's just, it's going to be a really special night. It's going to be very different than the last showcase uh, in format, but I think it's going to be even better. I think it's going to be even more special. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I hope you guys will be able to make it. Um, and yeah, also, I mean, you know, reach out if uh, anyone watching this is looking for vendor tables, uh, you know, send us a DM on uh, or send something to info at premierstreamingnetwork.com um, if you're looking for vendor tables for the expo. Um, and yeah, we're going to be blasting out uh, emails for when tickets go on sale. You know, already annual subscribers have been able to get in early and pick up some tickets. So uh, yeah, make sure that you do it um, when it goes on sale this Tuesday. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a can't miss event. Um, and it's the venue is not small, but the venue we are we have 500 tickets total. That's it. We we wanted to limit it because a lot of it, it we wanted a small packed just crazy audience because that's what's going to translate well on the network and i want to be able to you know i want people to understand like you know this isn't something where you can have a you know there's not going to be two thousand tickets so like this is going to be real fans are going to be there you know real wrestling fans are going to buy these tickets so uh really excited about it we're just we're really pumped for it hey josh i have two fan questions before you go if that's okay oh absolutely yeah all right, this comes from Mike Gallagher. Mike Gallagher is a top guy with AdFree as well. He's awesome. on a show called The Zip Code Bros, so this is very uh, a question specific to him. He goes, what advice can you give up-and-coming podcasts trying to build an audience? Uh, so <laughs> if, uh, one thing is consistency. Um, it, it, it's the kiss of death is you just be like, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to be off uh, the next two weeks, but then we'll be back. You got to be consistent. Um, it's, it's how you find that audience. Also be patient. Um, know that you're getting it. Do not get into podcasting to make a living. Uh, if that happens, that's amazing. Do it because you love it. Cause you're passionate about it because you are going to be doing this, this podcast to like 20 people at first and celebrate those 20. And when it hits 25, celebrate the 25 because one thing I learned when I was doing the mind of the meaning podcast, and we were very lucky to have more than 25 uh, uh, listeners. But one thing I learned was, you know, we were doing it. We started it during the pandemic and we got a message at one point from a guy who had been in the hospital and he sent us a, a message saying that listening to our podcast is what helped him through uh, his stay in the hospital. And I looked at that and I said, you know what? Meanie and I both like that meant so much to us. And we, we looked at him and we said like that one person listening in that moment was all that mattered. So it wasn't like, so sometimes look at it and go like, we were doing this. We had fun. Of course, you know, you want to make money and, and everything and you, you, you want to be able to be successful. But when you have somebody say to you, it's great when someone's like, Oh man, I loved it. Uh, like you guys talking with that was extreme, you know, saying that you love that. Like that means a lot. That really does. Cause we worked hard on it. We wanted to make sure it was entertaining. Um, and uh, I know you, everybody loved the zoom calls afterwards more, but uh, you know, including us. Um, but, uh, but when somebody says something like, Hey, that, that helped me through my time in the hospital during it, because you also have to factor in during the pandemic, they didn't have visitors. You know, this is so like when, when that clicked to us too, that like, this wasn't somebody like, they didn't have 
a, a way to interact with anyone or socialize with anyone. So something like that. And I'm sure we were not the only podcast they were listening to that helped them through, but just for them to feel like they needed to send us that message meant so much to us that we were just like, we did not start that with the hopes of like, man, maybe we can really help people. But then we ended up really helping people. And that was incredible. So my advice would be like, do it because you love it. Celebrate every single person listening because you don't know if you don't know what that person listening is going through and you might actually really be helping them. Or honestly, you might be helping them pass the time while they're driving to work. Like even that man is something, right? So it's really like, I've never lost um, that feeling of just that, that I feel so fortunate to be in a position to have ever had anybody come to me and go like, man, I really loved what you were doing or, Hey, I really enjoyed that. Even when it's not a deep, like, Hey, that got me through a rough time, but like it's any, any of that time, like I don't take that for granted because I'm just sitting here in my office. You know, I could be talking to nobody. Uh, the fact that people are giving me their time, um, same way with our network. When we see people are, are tuning in, they're giving us a chance when we're brand new, the same thing, even just having promoters being willing to work with us when we were unproven, you know, um, it means a lot. And so that's the stuff that that's the type of advice I would give is just to stay humble with it. Um, don't expect success, uh, just because you're doing it. Don't expect success. Do it because you love it. Uh, be patient with yourself and be consistent. Oh, and get good, uh, get good gear, good audio gear. <laughs> Um, yeah. it's important. Meanie, meanie, and I, mine was all right. Meanies was atrocious for the first like <laughs> few weeks. And then a guy from road reached out to us and did a deal with us for the, for these this is what I got from them. And, uh, and roadcaster pros and anyone who listened to mine and the meanie knows exactly when that happened. Cause it sounded <laughs> a million times better and we didn't stop talking about it. Uh, and we kept hitting things like, like stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, that could have been Meanie's fart. I didn't know. I was just going to hit it. And I don't, I, I still, I think I still have that stuff on there. So, but, uh, yeah, just stay consistent with it and do it. Cause you love it. And this like, is not uh, an ad, right? This like, is not uh, an ad. This is not an ad. It's funny that you say that. Cause a lot of our show, like we kind of pride it in like, you know, kind of being that escape, like mm-hmm. you can click play and hang out with five friends, you know, and just have that like yep. little escape from everything. And that's kind of our, uh, our motto and why we're called the kickout crew is cause you know, life gets you down you just kick out it too awesome uh one more question one more question josh from uh josh fields also uh, top guy josh great name great name (laughs) don't know if it's been asked uh, yet before but how is your perception of the wrestling business changed as you stepped into the promoter role so i first started promoting when i was 15 so i've been in the promoter role for a while but I like would do it and then step away. And then I came back when I was 18. Uh, part of that was state athletic commission saying, you can't do these shows. You're 15. Um, but <laughs> I was wrestling at the time too. So it was always kind of a weird, um, weird perspective. Uh, it definitely had the potential to sour me to the business because you're not always going to work with people. Uh, You're not always going to end up with a locker room like we had at the wrestling showcase. That was just top to bottom, just incredible human beings. That was just a a privilege to work with. Um, 
that is not always the case. Um, so, you know, for, but I, I think my view of the wrestling business definitely changed, but my view of, my view of wrestling fans view of the wrestling business changed. Uh, if that makes sense in, in, in the news outlets and stuff, uh, the media that changed because once you're the promoter and then you're reading about something that you were actually a part of, or you were backstage for, or you know, what's going on. Ric Flair's last match. I was obviously not the promoter, but was fortunate enough to be able to sit in on a lot of the meetings with guys like a Conrad or a Jeff Jarrett or people like that and sit in on those and, and listen and, and learn. And one of the things that I, that I picked up on that was, and I remember first experiencing this down when I was wrestling down in OVW and you'd see uh, the reports that were coming out of, well, this is what's rumored to be happening. This is, and you'd sit there and go like, yeah, that was never rumored to be happening. That was, it, it just wasn't. And I'm sure they didn't make it up and were told by somebody but, you know, it's somebody has their best guess of what they think would be great for Ric Flair's last match. Doesn't mean, you know, uh, doesn't mean that's going to happen. I also had a, a, a respect. I remember one time we did a show back in 2007. We were doing a internet TV taping for the TWF, um, which is the various belts that I have behind me. Um, the, uh, if you couldn't tell, we were uh, winged eagle fans from uh, from 99 to 2007. Those are the two different belts. You can also see how much smaller I was in 99 um, around the waist. But um, the, uh, the, the thing that I learned, I remember we were doing this taping and we were taping three shows. Um, and the half the roster no-showed. And... You can imagine those three shows now were very heavily the same people wrestling on it. I remember this one girl who fancied herself like a, a wrestling fan. And I think she tried to train at one point or whatever. And she was like a super fan of our promotion, which listen, I always, I really, you know, was appreciative of, but I remember she like talked to me afterwards. She came up to me and was just like, this was really bad. You guys shouldn't have done this. And she starts like listing, like, instead of this match, why didn't you just book this guy? Why didn't you have this one show up? Or how come, uh, you know, uh, Justin Cage wasn't here tonight? He should, you should add him on the show. Well, Justin Cage didn't answer his phone and no-showed the event. That's why he wasn't on the show because he was booked for two segments. You know, like it, it's, and that was one of the things that I learned that it changed my way of watching professional wrestling changed because every time you see something and your instinct is, dude, why did they do that? Trust me, there is a reason. And chances are that wasn't their original plan. And something changed. Someone got hurt. Someone, and just, you know, you can show up and a guy's just like, guy has an injury that isn't going to involve surgery and isn't going to take them out of a backstage segment and isn't going to make the dirt sheets but it's why they didn't have this match because they knew they had to be out for a little bit of time. So that is, is my experience as a promoter and my experience working with promoters, whether it was Al Snow and OVW, whether it was, you know, watching uh, off of the wild Samoan in WXW or um, you know, any of the, the places I've had the opportunity to work or the places, the times I've been a promoter. Um, 
I'll tell you right now, you know who was supposed to be uh, going to the finals of the wrestling showcase? Uh, Killer Cross. Until he showed up on SmackDown a month before um, the showcase. I remember remember that announcement of like, uh, hey, yep, he's got other commitments now. And listen, he could not have been more professional and more amazing to deal with. He offered to come out uh, for like for free and do an autograph signing. He just couldn't wrestle. And I said to him, I was like, yeah, I think they're going to be in the UK that time. So I I'm like, I don't even want to promote it on the chance. I don't want to take anything away from you. And, um, he was great. Him and Scarlett both. Um, but that changed things, you know, that obviously changed things. Uh, um, Tony Nice first match. That was it. I think, right. It was killer cross and Tony Nice was the first match announced for the showcase. Neither of them were on there because Nice did not have the same contract with AEW when he was booked as he did by the time the showcase came around and that changed. And, you know, you would have people who are just like, well, how come, you know, you should have kept him on the show. Should we have? Yeah. Uh, Could we? No. (laughs) So, you know, it's, so again, that's it. That is my super long winded answer uh, is, to say that it changed my perspective of watching the show or listening to other people talk about it. And I don't mean that they're out of the know just because they're fans. They're out of the know the same way I'm I can't tell you what's going on in, in uh, you know, WWE on SmackDown. I'm not there. I'm not backstage. So I have no idea. It made me appreciate that if you're not there and you're not in that room or on that call, don't assume that you have any idea why a decision was made. Nice. That's my that's my answer. So Josh, it's eight thirty. Yeah, yeah. I got to uh, I got to rock and roll. Uh, I told you it was, it's eight thirty two. I said I had a hard oh, I had a hard out. I had a hard out at eight thirty. But I talk so damn much that even though you guys were gracious enough to let me out, I am still here talking. Um, but no, thank you guys so much. It, it I means really, a lot to us, it really does, man. Oh, yeah. No, man, I appreciate you guys. Want you know, anytime somebody just wants to listen to me ramble on, uh, it's first of all, my wife appreciates it because it's less time <laughs> that I'm rambling on to her. Um, but no, I, I really I appreciate you guys. Uh, continued success with the podcast. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing, and yeah, keep doing it, and let's uh, let's do this again soon. Yeah. Your show. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. <laughs> Thank All you. Right, Josh, so much. Take care, guys. Thank oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good one. That was really cool. That was great. That I want to thank Josh Chernoff. That's, that's like a network like executive, man. Like, hey, look at us, huh? Look at and us. we got breaking news. Dude, that was Ooh, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like amazing. I like Chernoff a whole lot, man. It's a, he's a really cool dude. But uh, yeah. so we uh, he <laughs> talked a little bit of. We covered the finals of the first wrestling showcase, where it was the king of the death match, Matt Cardona, with his arm draped over one of the bloodline, Jacob Fatu, with one of the greatest referees of all time making the count. Thought that was a fantastic interview. Thought it was great covering the match. What's next, guys? Well, you know what's next. It is the hottest rising segment in podcast today. That's right. You know it. You love it. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <it's> Adam. <laughs> walk, walk, walk. Sorry, man. Got a 
Yeah, gotta <laughs> fade it out on that intro. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I got a couple of corny ones because I was on. I was looking at a couple of different sites, and these are just kind of just, just short and corny. But for some reason, they still made me laugh. Uh, what what do you call a sleeping bull? A bulldozer. Mm. <laughs> is he falling asleep? See. Oh yeah. Why is Peter Pan always flying? Because he never lands. Ah, that was good. I like that one. That one was good. Now, let's see. I, I seen one just a minute ago. I about I about lost it when I read it. It was freaking hilarious. But um, oh, how do you make an octopus laugh? How's that? With tentacles. <laughs> uh, you give him a little tickle. That's at least this show is funny. <laughs> hey, last one was pretty good, man. I thought last week's was epic. Let's see here. What does the stork do once he delivered the baby? Fly off. He lies on the couch and drinks a beer. <laughs> Heard that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end on that one because I figured that I'd like to drink the beer part. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Keep it short and sweet. It's definitely a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Look at Devin, huh? There okay, here's is. the one I really want to do. How do you fix a broken pumpkin? Oh. A pumpkin patch. <laughs> ah. Oh, waka, waka, waka. Uh. But yeah, I, I've seen a couple of these just short, corny ones, and I thought they were pretty damn good to me. Word. Oh, there's another class. Oh, yeah, I'll just save these for the next week. Hell yeah. That's a, you know, a teaser for next week's episode. <laughs> Some oldies but goodies. Well, that was a great, uh, great joke. And, uh, you know, can't wait for that little teaser of next week's episode. So, uh, you know, but uh, hey, we're gonna keep the laughs rolling with uh, another one of uh, everybody's favorite segments. It's an FMK with Brad. So, Brad, take it away. I mean, because we had Josh Chernoff on today, obviously he's a man with a microphone. So let's go with the women with the microphone and the men with the microphone in the wrestling business. So we have Renee Paquette, Kayla Braxton, and Lexi Nair. Wow, Devin, dude, really? Devin, yeah, it's there's nothing here that's easy. All right, so starting it off with the most gorgeous one that I believe is on this list, and that's who I'm going to marry because she seems down to earth and chill too, and that's Kayla Braxton. Yeah. I'm marrying her. Uh, next, I think I'm uh, I'm having a fun night with Lexi Nair. It just seems like it could be a fun night. Then uh, out of process of elimination, I'm sorry, but Renee, she uh, she's got to go. Wow! Just remember, remember with Lexi Nair, you're following a big cast there. Well, if I was I going like... with Renee, I might get beat up by Moxley. So yeah, I'm just saying. All right, uh, Mike. All right, so I'm gonna marry Renee because I'm scared of Vice. I'm gonna kill her. Uh, John Moxley might come in beat my ass. Oh, so, is totally fine. <laughs> is totally fine. 
Uh, man, Big Cassie, he's a big dude, but you know, you know what they say about some of those big dudes they get. So I think I can hang out, <laughs> you know, with Lexi and uh, satisfy, if that's sort of say, and uh, kill uh, what's my call it? Uh, Cattle Bricks, whatever her name is. Kill Braxton. <laughs> yeah, Braxton. Braxton. You're killing her. I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. What the hell is right, I can satisfy the other ones. So. I'm marrying. I'm marrying Kayla Braxton because I, she's just she's just my favorite. Um, I'm one night with Renee because if she can have a wild night with Moxley, I can imagine what she can do with me. Because mm. you know, to keep him happy, she's got to be doing some crazy shit. Are you okay with that? And, just, <laughs> <laughs> and my process of elimination, Lakes and Airs, just she's out. I'm sorry, she's gorgeous, but. I just have a funny feeling Renee just 50 shades of gray type shit. All right, James. All right. Well, uh, I am going to marry Renee because, you know, if she likes a guy like Moxley, she may like a guy like me. I'm not saying that I'm like crazy like that dude, but like, you know, she doesn't like the norm, I guess you could say. So I'll definitely uh, marry Renee. I want to, you know, fuck uh, Miss Braxton, old Kayla. Hmm. Love, uh, love that. And uh, it appears that, uh, you know, the other one's going to be diamond cut out of here, I guess. So, Lexi Nair. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's who she is. Yeah, yeah right. I believe that uh, you're not letting Lexi Nair feel the bang. Mm. I mean, hey, I'm not saying... Right about that. I mean, she's just the odd one out. Like, I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about her. She's definitely attractive, you know. And she likes, uh, you know, uh, whatever. You know, it's funny. He likes oddball characters, too, Big Bill. He's too positive for me, so. I, um, this was tough. I'm going to tell you why. I, I've Obviously, we've talked to Renee before. She was on a Zoom with us, and uh, she is mm-hmm. cool as hell. She's classy on TV. You know, she's, she. Yeah, dude, last she... night watching Dynamite, I was like, man, uh, Renee's sexy, da-da-da, Jesse. Well, I've seen better. And I was like, yeah. man, okay. Doesn't mean she's ugly. Like, what do you mean you... But I think he was just talking shit, like, whatever, dude. But I think I love Kayla Braxton. Um, she yeah. is, I think she is smoking hot. Yeah, she's like that four foot 11 girl, you know, that dark skin, the dark eyes is right up my alley. So, yes, I'm Real marrying curly her. ass hair. Like... And uh, this was tough because I do like, and I do, I do look at Netflixing when she's on there. Uh, but I, I can't, I can't kill Renee. I can't kill Renee. But at the same time, it's weird just the, the effort too, because like she's this classy lady. But that's what it's going to be. Cause I so, at a bar one time. You good. Eh. <laughs> so this next one was tough, and I don't even like my choices here, but we're going to do it anyway. So, oh, Lord. RJ City. Ooh. Todd <laughs> Pettengill. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan Coachman. Boy. Oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the bottom of the freaking barrel. Like go ahead, nah, Devin. Yeah, don't do it. They're all, all right, so... I think that I'm going to have to marry Coach. I'm just going to marry Jonathan Coachman, and we're going to watch golf for the next six years because we know he's a reporter on that now. Um, Then uh, I think RJ City, I'm going to have a one-night stand of fun with him because uh, he just seems like he's a goofball and could be a riot. And then out of uh, 
process of elimination. Todd Pettengill has uh he's got to go. All right, mm. Mike. I'm gonna be same with Devin. I'm marrying Coach because it's fucking Coach, and he get. <laughs> I mean, fuck, he was in there with the Rock. Rock made fun of him, so fuck, why not? Um, yeah, and then um, RJ City. That's one night stand. He'll be a good night, you know. Have fun, go out, party, and everything else. And Todd, man, he got to go. So the only thing that worries me, Mike, about me and you marrying Coach is he he's done with wrestling. He doesn't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. He doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, that's good. So like, I mean, how are how are we going to stop talking about wrestling? I was there on his coach. last wrestling interview, courtesy of Anthony right. Shows. My wife doesn't want to talk about if, wrestling. If, if I'm married, <laughs> and that, that's why I'm marrying to him because I ain't got to talk to him if I'm married to him. So we're married. <laughs> Look what you're getting into, Devin. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, who's next? <laughs> I've almost got to agree with Devin and Mike, man. I'd have to marry Coach, but it's because I know I have a secure future. Because I mean, he's got a, you know, he's he, good. He's he's got a great career going, and he's got something else coming up. You know, he's you know on the golf channel or something now doing stuff. So you know, golf ain't going nowhere anytime soon. Um, one night stand with RJ City because he's hilarious. It ain't gotta be one night stand. We can do it once a week. I don't care because I like RJ City. <laughs> I like that. Uh, hey, EW, he does freaking hilarious. I love it. Um, and and much as I love Top Pettengill, I'm sorry, man, but you're Audi. Audi 5000. True. Oh, that's All funny. right, James. Well, guess I'm marrying coach <laughs> because uh, you know, I like sports and all that stuff. And I think, you know, being a coachman, like he's got that history at ESPN. He's, you know, definitely doing the golf thing now. And, you know, although he doesn't talk wrestling, yeah, he probably still uh, there's probably some contacts. He'll be like, "Hey, you know, he'll but, talk yeah, behind the scene, behind the camera." He'll talk. Marion Coachman. Uh, let's see. Man. I guess I'll fuck uh RJ City because Pengill's just too like kind of the the wild and zangiest. Yeah, I don't I don't do well with the like, you know, hey, you know, like all that. Well no, that wasn't Pengill, was it? That was that other dude. Whatever. That's who I'm thinking of? Yeah, I think so, because Pengill wasn't really. No, Sean Mooney was the whatever. He, they're <laughs> the odd man out anyway, killing, so it doesn't really matter. They're <laughs> but, both dead. <laughs> Sean Mooney and Pengill. Fucking RJ City. All right. I am the same. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we are five for five, and that is a first for sure. For real. For all the same reasons, too. So, anyway, guys, thanks for playing. Sorry about the guys this time. I'm just oh, happy yeah. it wasn't like JR and Tony Schiavone. I didn't want to do um, commentators. I wanted to do the backstage uh, announcers. Cause yeah, because when you, when you started this, I was expecting, like, Mean Gene, you know, Schiavone, yeah. like – he was. They were on the, a short uh, short list. <laughs> Taz, Taz, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Jeremy Borash. You know, shit like that. Thought I'd uh, mix it up a little bit. Hey, so. Jeremy Borash lives pretty close to me. And we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> Which Maybe means guess. he just confirmed. <laughs> you know, like when I hit add, he confirmed it. 
Because I'm also friends supposedly with Cody Rhodes, and I don't believe that is Cody Rhodes at all on that Facebook account. Moving on. Uh, so is that uh, we FMK'd out? You're muted, Brad, but uh, it appears that we fuck married and killed that segment, huh? Sorry, hey. guys. Yeah, I keep doing that because I'm coughing. So yeah, you good? So uh, well. And, you know, what else is there to watch and, uh, you know, take note of and everything? And uh, can't wait to see what, you know, current past events get talked about on this. Current past events? Yeah. But anyway, it is uh, time to hit what are the people paying attention to, Devin, with uh, Devin's demographics. So, Devin, what you got? This Sunday, May 28th. Sammy Guevara is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. He has microphone. I knew, I knew. AEW, double or nothing, the fatal four-way AEW champion, MJF, is going to be taking on the future champion, the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Darby Allen in a fatal four-way. It's going to be insane. We have FTR taking on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Oh, we have Orange Cassidy putting his title on the line in a 21-man battle royal. We just have more... Something. Yeah, whatever they call him. It's their Royal Rumble. But we have Wardlow going against uh, Christian Cage in a ladder match for the TNT Championship. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm in a championship rematch. Watch AEW Double or Nothing this weekend. It's going to be absolutely insane, guys. Fuck yeah, Devin. And uh, isn't it funny how, like, Darby Allen could fuck around and win the big belt and Wardlow's over here getting, like, jumped and all this stuff for, like, the secondary belt? (laughs) They're opposite sizes. Yeah, yeah, that's where (laughs) we're kind of getting that, you know. But hey, Uh. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. And I want to shout out to Pat McAfee for joining ESPN. I know it's going to be like 10 days old by the time this airs, but that's big that's boy awesome. shit right there. That's big that's boy great. shit. They have a show. I don't know if anybody's watched it, but uh, they have a show that's kind of like easy going, like, kind of like ours, you know? And uh, look at them. Some of us have, I've, I've been, I've heard the name, the nickname, the Pat McAfee's of the wrestling atmosphere before. So that's true. And maybe we can join a, uh, a network that is streaming and probably premiere in the near future. You never know. Yeah. So is that what you got, Devin? <laughs> that was my demographic. Back to you, Jamers. Yeah. yeah. Right on, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, appreciate that. Oh, man. Well, I wish I could, uh, you know, digest what you just called me right there, but, uh, I guess a better way to digest things is uh, Mike's me minute. So, Mike, what you got for us this week? Well, actually, today I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to do a, a marinating sauce. Mm. So you can put this on anything. You can put it on chicken. You can put it on pork. You can put it on steak. Hey, sort of, before, you, before my dad butchers you, Mike's marinade minute. So, Mike, what you got oh, for us? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> All right. So this is a mojo marinade sauce is what this is. What you need is about two or three oranges. You need about a half a cup of fresh squeezed oranges. You need one lime squeezed in, one lemon squeezed in. Then you want a teaspoon or so of olive oil. 
you need a half of a yellow onion. You need some sriracha, some garlic, jalapeno, some ground cummins, some dried or uh, organo. What did the fuck it's called? Who's, uh, who's cummins? Oregano. Who, yeah. Whose cummins are you grinding up? Oregano. Oregano. Yeah, oregano. <laughs> and some salt. And all that's to taste. You're going to take all the uh, other seasonings, chop it up, put it in a blender, <laughs> dice it up, add your. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> add a... <laughs> um, half a cup of orange orange juice, freshly squeezed orange juice, your lemon juice, and your lime juice, and your olive oil. Put it all together. Mix it all together in a blender. And you can put that on chicken. You can put it on steak. You can put it on pork. You can put it on anything. And it's great for everything. Oh, yeah. Saucy 60 seconds. Saucy 60 seconds. There you I go. say that, could you, Devin? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you at home, we put that in the group chat. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's coming? I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, uh, you know, why don't we let that marinate a little bit? Uh, I guess it's time to, uh, you know, see what we got coming up next week. So, uh, Brad, give everybody a little teaser of what we got now, if you uh, listened last week, you kind of already know, but uh, next week we are going to have MLW's Mr. Thomas. Uh, Mr. Thomas is part of the uh, Bomae Ape uh, Fight Club with our good friend, Alex Kane. He's been around in the business for well over a decade. Uh, he's had other names like Thomas Sharp and Blaster McMassive. So we're excited to get him on the show. Uh, we are gonna, like the I love that name, name Blaster McMassive. So, and we are going to be covering a match with him Blaster McMassive versus Silver Ant from Shakara. Uh, it is on YouTube, and we'll watch that one along back with them. The second match we're going to be covering uh, will be, uh, because Mr. Thomas is kind of like a heater, kind of like a bodyguard in a way, we're going to cover Diesel. Oh, wait, I got it here. Let me uh, let me pull it up. From Diesel versus Jeff Jarrett, February 20th, 1995. Uh, that is a Raw. So then we're kind of like our themes is there so that we you know we have two like bodyguard type uh, characters. Also, I have a special announcement. I, as you guys know, I was a little sick today. Sorry if I uh, bothered anybody today, but we uh, we That's powered through. That's why he looks like shit. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. <laughs> uh, last week, it was mentioned on the show that uh, Allison Faye is exclusive to the Zip Code Bros. So I wanted to put it out there that uh, that is not true. I have spoke to Allison, and actually, because of this, we are going to be doing a couple bonus shows. It is going to be called the ABCs of the eighties. And what that stands for is Allison and Brad critiques the eighties. Oh. And that is coming soon. Sunshine so versus precious. You never know. She's got some uh, movie ideas. We're not going to do wrestling movie ideas, TV ideas, and uh, borderline ridiculous stuff. Oh, for sure. non wrestling bonus stuff. Huh? How be damned. Yeah. I got a great, I had a great idea about for the sports. So I don't know. <laughs> I'll be damned. So does that mean she's an honorary member of the kickout crew? Well, I'll tell you what she's not. She's not exclusive to the zip code bros. That is the zip code bros. You can catch on YouTube and uh, all your podcast platforms and all that stuff. If we're going to plug them every fucking episode, we might as well, uh, you know, just fucking get it out there. Anyway, that's next week. Well, not that bonus show. Yeah, but 
Boy, Brad, you just muted yourself with a wave yeah, of the nine hand. Nine times today. Nine times. Like Shirtoff says, sometimes miracles do happen. <laughs> Brad Spike just balls. shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but uh, so that's uh, we're done, huh? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's, right. let's, let's wrap her up, baby doll. <laughs> want to thank, uh, want to thank Brad for joining us today. Though you feel under the weather, but uh, definitely could not have done this without you. <laughs> so thanks for uh, toughing it out for us, for real. I uh, definitely want to thank Josh Chernoff. You can reach him uh, at Sunset Chernoff, I believe. Yep. It'll be at the bottom of the screen. You can reach him at that Twitter handle that's at the bottom of the screen. And uh, he dropped his email earlier, which is going to be at the bottom of that screen when he said it. I believe it was info at Premier Streamers. You know, whatever it is, yeah. it'll mm -hmm. be posted there. And I'll probably repost it right here. So look at the bottom of the screen now. For all our audio listeners, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but uh, hey, is it rundown time? I sure think is. it is. I think it is. Well, is there something that just grinds the fucking absolute piss out of your gears and sometimes life happens and it's like, you know, what the fuck type of stuff? Well, that would be something that Brad could probably relate to because he does a little rain stanton. And so that is that yes man Brad for all of your rain stanton needs. And uh talk about you know watching and listening along to that. I think it strikes a uh, you know, certain demographic when that happens. And that would be something that our main man, Devin, uh, you know, would cover. Uh, that is at DevinD19 for a little Devin's demographic. And if there's something you, uh, you know, want to talk about or something that you're watching along with, shoot it to Devin, you know. That is uh, DevinD19. And uh, what better way to watch stuff than to, uh, you know, cook and have some food? That would be uh, Mike's Meat Minute or Mike's Marinade Minute or the Saucy 60 Seconds or whatever, <laughs> you know. But yeah, for all of your uh, food needs, uh, culinary arts needs, there you go. You can hit up Mike's Meat Minute and Mike at, at Whitaker1028. And, uh, you know, he busts out some bonus episodes too. He busts out, uh, you know, like just be paying attention because Mike's uh, doing the damn thing, you know. So you never know what's going to happen. Stay and, tuned. Uh, what better way than to sit back and relax with some funny-ass jokes? And that's the type of hilarity that you can only get out Waka Waka Waka. And that is our main man, Adam. That is Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Adam from Bama. And uh, you can follow him. To, uh, you know, send him your best dad jokes. And, uh, hey, there may be a couple interviews that he may be shitting out. You never know. So uh, there's a lot of bonus episodes there, too. So that is uh, Adam underscore from underscore Bama. And we are your show. That's right. The Kickout Crew. You can follow us at Kickout Crew. You can uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at uh, Kickout Crew. We have a TikTok. Hey, Kickout Crew. You can like, subscribe, and comment on YouTube videos. And guess what? That is Kickout Crew also. So, you know, uh, we like to keep it simple on your show because, you know, some things don't always go as planned, and sometimes when, like, you know, sickness will get you down, you just fucking kick out it, too, and you get up, stand up, and you never give up. And that's what we do here, you know, on your show. That's right. You know it. You love it. We're here for you. If you need an escape and if you need five friends, just tune in. Kick out it, too, always. That's what we do on your show, The Kickout Crew. 
had a great episode. Had a fun time. And uh, can't wait to see you guys next week. And, uh, peace.